Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Hallelujah. Praise God. Wow. I just feel, before I start, just, just to honor God for His goodness, His kindness, His generosity, His love. His grace, His joy, His fullness, His faithfulness, His truth. We have so much. We have so much. And so often we just forget to just give Him honor. And I just felt tonight that I just wanted to start and say, without you, Lord, we can do nothing. Without you, we have nothing. And I, and I just want to say thank you, Father, for your goodness I also want to honor um, Catherine and Tom. You know, while I was worshiping um, Catherine, I, I just felt the Lord just say to me, like he was with Priscilla and Aquila, when they brought direction, when they took Apollos aside and they brought direction, and they, they actually added to the life of the New Testament church, and they brought, they brought a new uh, refining uh, in, in, in where the church was going. And, and Apollos was doing a great job, but he was a little bit out of line. And, and I just feel God's using you in this season. And he's bringing, he's bringing a, an anointing that breaks tradition, that breaks through walls and things that, that, that people have put up, that religion has put up. And God's going to use you supernaturally like he did Priscilla. And, and you will bring a life in a gentle, beautiful way, and the way you do it will be the way that God will nourish it. And I just thank you for, for what you're doing in this church. I thank you for what you're doing for the prophetic community. I thank you for what you're doing for our nation. Amen. And I want to honor every one of you because you came out tonight. You came out expecting that tonight there would be something There'd be something in the atmosphere. There'd be something in the Father's hand. There would be something for you in this place. And I also honor that hunger and that thirst. You know, lamps burn oil. But unless you have a refill of the oil, the lamp will, will run dry. And we are meant, we are made, we are designed to be connected, to be interconnected with God and the, the never-ending oil of the Holy Spirit is meant to flow through us consistently because we are lamps that burn. And unless we are continuously filled, we will run dry. And, 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 and the fact of it is, and I, I've got a word I want to share, and, and the fact of it is that we are made to abide in Christ and He is made to abide in us. That's the word of the Lord. That's what God wants us to understand. And so tonight, I, I want to press into this because I think, Catherine, you, you, your, your, your segue, your introduction is, is pretty much what I want to talk about tonight. You know, the demonic's major mission is to find a way to dis disconnect us from God. I, I mean, it's as simple as that. The demonic's major mission is to find a way to disconnect us from our relationship, our connection with God. You know, I was thinking about it this week. Uh, in Luke 24, we find a story of two men leaving Jerusalem. Their hearts were broken. Their lives were in turmoil. Everything was thrown upside down. They were going back to their home in Emmaus. 
They didn't understand what was going on in the world. They thought they had all of the all of their plans set. They thought everything was, was laid out. They, they were excited for the future. They, they, had, they had this, this real, uh, I mean, we've all been there. They've had it all just lined up. This is exactly where we're going. And then all of a sudden, Jesus is crucified. And in the moment Jesus is crucified, the devil points to the cross and says, look what I have done. And I believe that is what we go through and we have been through for the last year. The, the devil has been trying to point people to the cross, but to say, look what I have done. Look what I can do. And so many people in the world today find themselves on the road to Emmaus. And they look back and they, they see what's behind them and their hearts are failing them. Their hearts are broken. Their hearts are, are distressed. They, they're feeling isolated. They're feeling lonely and depressed. And they think, where is God? I know He's there, but I don't know what He's doing. And then the grace of God joins them on that road. And they couldn't even recognize him. They couldn't even see him because there are times in our lives that we become so overwhelmed with what's going on that even if Jesus had to walk with us, it takes us a little bit to see him. You see, like the devil pointed to the cross and said, this is what I've done. Jesus was pointing to the same cross and saying, no, look what I have done. You see, and here's the point of my message is that when we find ourselves on the road to Emmaus, when we find ourselves in a world that's dark, when everything is turned upside down and nothing makes sense, we need to look to the cross, but not to the one that the devil is pointing to, to the one that Jesus came up from. That's the message of the Lord for us in this season. We are to be called you see, the thing is, the Bible says that the minute Jesus broke the bread, what was that symbolic of? The cross. When he broke the bread and, 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 and they started to have communion together, their eyes opened and they started to see the, the Christ. They saw their Messiah. They saw him in all of his glory. And, and yet in that moment, as they looked at him, they said something happened. Our hearts we're burning on the inside of us. You see, that's what happens when we look to Jesus. Something happens and our hearts start to burn within us. I really don't know how people have survived the last year without God. I don't know how people got through 2020 without knowing God and having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, having the Holy Spirit ever present and, and knowing the tenderness of God. I've seen people turn to drugs and alcohol and all kinds of other things. I've seen people's hearts fail them. I, I've seen people get stuck in mental health uh, situations and people turn to idols and all kinds of things. But, but none of those things, none of those things were, were there for salvation. None of those things could save their lives. None of those things could give them hope. Only Jesus Christ can. A friend of mine said something today which really just said, I've got to put that in my message. She said, you can gaze at the world, but you must fix your eyes on Jesus. And you see, that's the thing. You can't go through the world blindfolded, but you've got to fix your eyes on Jesus. 
He's the author and finisher of our faith. I believe God doesn't want us to live on breadcrumbs. We're now part of the family of God. We're now part of the, 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 the household of God. We are the children of God. You know, there's a, there, there's a story in the Bible, and I've heard people say, oh, but if I, if I only like this woman, if I could only get the crumbs falling from the Father's table. Well, that is nice. But that is not where we're living at the moment. We're seated at the table with the Father. I, I want to I just look at John 15. I, I'm just going to push through some of these verses. But, but John 15, is a ver, this is a scripture the Lord gave me for the conference, but I feel to put it in here. In John 15, verse 14 to 18, it says, You are my friends. This is Jesus speaking. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all the things that I heard from the Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall remain. That whatever you ask, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. You see, this is part of a story that Jesus was telling. It's a powerful, vivid picture. Jesus takes a vine and a branch, and he, he, he translates a relationship with him into something people could identify. And he says that there's going to come a time where you might not see me, but you will know that I am with you because I will be flowing through you. And so I want to pick up on the beginning of that from verse 8. And this is what it says. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That, in, uh, that, it may have, uh, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean. I've under, underlined that in my Bible. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is, is withered. And they gather them and throw them in the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. We, we probably have read that Thousands of times. But I believe it's so fitting for now that we are reminded to abide in Him. There are times in our lives when it's dark and things are thrown around, like the story I just told you of these two guys on the road to Emmaus, and we don't quite understand what life is going to bring. It's in those times that we have to be grafted in. We were designed by God to be grafted into Himself. So Jesus tells this story and he says, if you are grafted into me, there is a life-giving connection. 
And then we take some of the things that Jesus says. Jesus said we would have a life that is abundant. Abundant. Now, Jesus is not talking about a life here where every day we survive by the skin of our teeth. We hang on by the, the nails that we have. He's talking about, about a life like a tree planted by living waters. I, 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 we are nourished and flourishing in the things of the Lord. Jesus told us that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that there is no way to live a life without him. He said that he is the resurrection life. That's not a grave-tending life. It's not a I will survive and just bear through and, and push through and try and make it through the day life. It's a life that flourishes in the things of the Lord. In 1 John 2, 6, he says this. There's so much more. If you abide in me, in him, you will walk like Jesus walked. Oh, that rocks your world. Because you will walk like Jesus walked. Why? Because the same spirit that was in Jesus is in you. And when you live your life exposed and intergrafted into God, everything that was available to Jesus, everything that Jesus flowed through, everything that was available to him to, to do in his life is available to you. All of heaven flows through you and I. It's a, powerful, it's a powerful moment of just revelation. It's a powerful moment of just getting into, into a space and saying, God, is that true? Is that really so? Well, then Ephesians 3.20 should shake you because it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. How? According to the power according to the power that works in us. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the abiding. That's the grafting in. That's the connecting that we have with God. When we abide in God, we become like an orchard. We become beautiful. In Tasmania, we are blessed to have beautiful fruit orchards. You walk through an apricot or a peach orchard. You smell the flavors. You smell the aromas. You see the colors. There's fruit everywhere. It's just a whole, the whole place is just sweet. And you just want to pick things from the, from the branches. And, and God says, I want your life to be like that. I want your life to be such that when people come near you, they just literally want to be where you are because there's stuff hanging off your branches. You smell good. You look good. There's something in your life, and it's not you. It's the flourishing that comes by the abiding in the vine. You know, fruit, fruit is just the, the result or the, or the consequence of, of a tree that decides to draw from its roots anything and everything that's available to the point where the branches can no longer contain what is being pushed up its trunk and pushed to the point where it says, I, I've got to make a flower. I've got to start pushing out something. Fruit is the abundance. It's the overflow of the things that God has promised and spoken in your life. This is not an ordinary life. We are called to my friends. This is extraordinary. This is the world where the creator of heaven and earth lives within us. Do you realize that when it says what's impossible is possible with God, it means what is possible with God is now possible for you? I mean, that's, that's crazy. But that's where miracles are so powerful. We were once dead. And we were made alive in Jesus Christ. The branch is totally dependent on the vine. And that's important. 
the branch is totally dependent on the vine, not the other way around. I mean, sometimes we get it all mixed up. But effectively, you need to see it this way. God doesn't need you to live. He loves you. He wants you. He desires to have you in, in, in his family. But God doesn't need you to live. You need him to live. And so, so it's more important that we see the branch is dependent on the vine because without him, we can do nothing. In fact, that means without him, we are empty. Acts 17, 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. Within him, that means every single thing, every single thing about our lives comes from the hand of God. Our very atoms, our very breath, our very momentum, everything that we are, everything we have is by the grace of God. From the beginning to the end, everything comes from God. That's quite powerful. Think about it this way. God gives you breath every time you breathe. He is the breath of life. He is the Ruah. This last year, we've seen the earth ravaged by a plague that wants to take the breath out of people's lungs. And this year, like never before, I, I, I had two more friends today pass away. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. I come from South Africa. People are desperate for air, desperate to breathe. God is the breath of life. And his life is abundant. When you take away breath, we suffocate. And when you suffocate long enough, you become unconscious. And that's how we are without God. We're alive, but we're not alive. That scripture in Acts 17, in him, we live, move, and have our being. That word live in the Greek literally means have the kind of life that's worthy to be called alive. That word move means momentum. It means, it's the same as when Jesus said, when my, when my spirit comes upon me, you will go. It means that you have gained so much of the presence of God within you that you can no longer sit still. And I, 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 I can't judge how people worship and we should never do that. But you know what? When I worship, I just can't sit still. I just can't sit still. I just believe that, that God is just stirring so much in my heart. I just want to show him love in every single way I can. And, and that's sort of what that word means. It means that you are so full that you want to show it. That word there, being, have my being, that's the word identity. It literally means that I allow him to shape my identity, to give me purpose, to in him I am clothed. He is the potter, I am the wheel. My hopes, my desires, my security, my future, everything is in his hands. That's how good our God is. This branch is desperate for the connection with the vine. Any other branches here? Desperate for a connection with the vine. You see, we talk about devotion to God. We talk about love, and those are good. But I think, unless God is our obsession, 
our fixation. It becomes really hard because we got to get to a place where he is the answer to every question. He's the hope for every trial. He is the, how can you carry problems and difficulties and issues when you are so fixated on God? And I believe that is the, is the point of being grafted in. Your very life depends on the relationship you have with God. And, and I believe when, when, when we enter in this year, there's going to be something so powerful that's going to be released on the face of the earth that we are going to become so aware of what is available in God. And like a, a sponge would soak up the water, we would come into His presence and say, I want more, I want more, I want more. And that's where the abiding process starts to happen. There's a soaking and a drawing in. And when you step into that place, I believe God says, now you are hidden in Christ. Now you are in your refuge. Now you are covered over. This is the place of destiny for you, to abide in Christ. To abide is to reside. To abide is to reside. It means to stay. It means to be locked in. It means to be secure. It means that you have found your place. I had a word a few days ago for, some, for, for a church, and, and the Lord said, we must stop being like tumbleweed. See, tumbleweed grows. It's a bush that grows. And it flourishes when it grows. And then one day, for whatever reason, it chooses to disconnect itself from its roots. From that moment, it rolls around everywhere. It looks busy. It looks like it's got a lot of life. It looks like it's full of energy. But slowly, it decreases. It will never grow again. But it becomes smaller and smaller. And God says, that's not the destiny that I have for you. I want you to be plugged in. I want you to be connected in. And this is where I want to bring my message together tonight. I, I've said all these things because I believe God wants to do something here. I've got an apricot tree at home. Actually, I've got two. I've got a few fruit trees. And one of my great joys around about this time of the year is the apricots are all over the tree. And so my joy is in the morning, I spend, I wake up five in the mornings, I spend time with the Lord, and then at about seven o'clock, I would walk outside and I would just stand at the tree and just pick apricots and eat them. Now, if you eat too many, that's not a good thing, but it's just so beautiful. But this year, this year, I have no apricots or hardly any. There's no, no leaves on the tree because we have these possums in Tasmania who don't just get in and civilize, take a knife and fork and help themselves to what they want. They literally strip the tree bare. They get on the branches and their weight is too much, but they want to get to the fruit. So as they get on the branches, the branches snap. And so even the fruit they can't reach eventually either falls off or dies. And it's very disappointing to me this year that I don't have my apricots. But I saw a picture in that. And I believe that's what God wants me to do here tonight. See, in the story of the vine, I've heard it preached so many different times in different ways. 
But it says that the vine dresser comes and he lifts up the vine. We, we look at the translation sometimes and we don't get that. I've got grapes as well in my garden, by the way. And sometimes when the vine, when the branch is heavy with grapes, even the little pieces that it has, the, what do you call it, that grabs hold of things, the, yeah, that thing. Even that sometimes cannot hold the weight of the fruit that's on the branch. And we have strong winds, and sometimes the wind will blow, and, and the plant just can't grab hold long enough, and it falls. And if you don't pick it up, the fruit spoils. And the point that I want to bring to you tonight is I believe God sent me here tonight to minister to those who are here. You've been holding on for dear life. This last year has tested you. You feel challenged. You feel like a possum has been all over your branches. There's no green leaves. There's no fruit. And you don't know what to do about it. And I believe the Lord's here to say, but if you're still abiding, you will still grow. You know, the, the enemy has been all over this world this year. And he has stripped the branches. He's gone through churches and households and families I mean, we've been so fortunate in Australia how blessed we've been through this whole thing. But there have been families who've lost loved ones, even here. But I believe God is saying, you're taking your eyes and you're looking at what the enemy's pointing you to the cross. But it's not the cross of redemption. It's not the cross of resurrection. It's not the cross of life. He's pointing you to the disaster, but I want to point you to life and life evermore. And so I want to minister with people here tonight who are here. And it's, please, you said it so beautifully. It's not an embarrassing thing to say, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got here. I don't know. Is it okay if I come down? I don't know how I got in this position. I just feel like there's no life. And the life that there is, I can't seem to get my hand on it. And I can't speak out loud because some people will think, oh, you know, oh, they used to be strong Christians. What's happened to them now? The Lord says, no, I'm the lifter of the branches. I'm the lifter of the branches. I, I, I want to lift you up again. I want to put you back so that you bear fruit and more fruit. Uh, your, your branches may even have snapped because it was too heavy for the wind that came against you. And, and we can't tell what wind we're going to face. We don't know what this, and this last year is good evidence of that, isn't it? I, 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 I don't want you to raise your hands, but I'm sure everybody has in some way been put out this year. In some way, your world's different. I mean, that's, that's not an easy thing. But I believe tonight God wants to refresh you. He wants to bring a refreshing stream of his goodness as you abide in him to start to cleanse and wash and bring renewed, renewed life into your soul. See, because our soul can be so downcast. And it becomes that way when we've looked at the wrong side of the cross. But Jesus says, no. I did go to the cross, but now I'm with you on the road 
to Emmaus. Would you close your eyes with me for a minute, please? See, I don't do the, the funny things. I'm sure you don't do it here either. I just know God works and God moves. And right now in this place, God wants to touch some hearts and some lives. And you may even have come, there's somebody here, you've actually come here tonight saying, I don't even know why I'm going tonight. I'm just so empty. Well, that's why you came. Because he wants to fill you up and refresh you. And I know nothing about this church, so I can't presume to know where anybody's at. So no, this is coming from my heart. God wants to restore you today. So I want to ask you to do something symbolic. If you're feeling thirsty and dry, would you position your feet as if you're planting them right now? Just position them on the ground to say, I'm locking into God right now. I'm going to see the life of God start to flow through me. And then as you feel God starting to rise up in you, would you stand to your feet and slowly just lift up your hands? Because ultimately, every good gift comes from the Father. Every good gift comes from Him. He is the, the giver. He's the living water. He brings everything to you. If you're thirsty and dry right now, would you just come into this place of saying, Lord, I've come to be grafted afresh. Yes. There's still some of you sitting down. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else. I'm going to ask you just to take a position of saying, I, I want more in God right now. I, I need a freshness about me. And as you look up, see his beautiful face. Use that imagination we heard of. And see his face. Look full into his beautiful face and say, here I am, Lord. Fill me again. Refresh me again. I'm thirsty. Oh, Lord, you know how thirsty I am. Fill me. Water my garden. Fill me with life, abundant life. Unlock right now my fruitfulness. Unlock the things that have become stale, the things that have become barren. Unlock right now, Lord, that, that closeness that has crept in, the indifference, the going through the motions. And fill me, Holy Spirit, right now. Move through this room, I ask. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. 
We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.